the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Hey guys. I have a story for you all today. What is it? I went, I, okay, let me back up. <laughs> I was coming home from subbing for a half day. And in here where we are, it is like winter weather. There is like rain and sleet coming. And so inevitably, you know, the kids leave things around the yard. And I'm looking around the yard. I'm like, oh, I'll go get the scooter. Oh, the trash lid is off. And I didn't think anything of it because Swift, our cat, will actually, like, he'll bat it off on purpose. Yeah. And he just, you know, he wants the trash. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I better go put that back on before this rain comes. <laughs> I go to the trash can and I look inside and there's a possum in there. And so I went, I put the lid on in like a panic and I like ran away to the back of my house where the patio is. Yeah. And I start, I called Jesse. I text you guys and I was like, there's a possum in the trash. Jesse goes, well, it's okay. Just, it'll get out. And I went, well, I put the lid on. <laughs> I still think it's funny. You put the lid on. It was a, pa- a total panic. A panic. Yeah. <laughs> so I like slammed the lid on it. Yeah. And <laughs> it was sleeping. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's playing possum or sleeping, but it was yeah. just like laying there breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, well, go get it off. So I go over and I'm scared at this point. Like this thing could jump out at me cause it's panicked. So I'm like standing at the side and I flick it off and I run away around the house and go, go that way. So if this is the if this is the trash can, here's my garage door. Here's the backyard. I run all the way <laughs> around the house. <laughs> That's hilarious. To get back to the garage because I just don't want this possum near to you come, <laughs> to jump out at me. Not that I think they do, but you know we oh, just don't know. That's hilarious. Possum in the trash. <laughs> Midwest girls. Yeah, that's true. That's a for my earring just fa- randomly fell out. Oh, you know, I just got a pair and it it no matter what type of back I put with it, it will fall out and really? I immediately start playing with my earrings. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that weird? See how you do that? It, yeah, it is. I'll, I've noticed that since we've been friends, I twirl my hair a lot more. I'm sorry. It's a horrible <laughs> habit. When oh. I see myself do it in videos, I get mad. Yeah. Stop it. I know. Mine's like just this. I'll do this. Well, like, mine's very curly and very twirlable. <laughs> it is true. I'd twirl if yeah. I had your hair. So there's my story for you all today. That happened just a few hours ago. And I don't know if the possum's still there, but there's a bag of trash that needs to go out in my kitchen. I'm too scared. <laughs> could have put it on top of it. <laughs> like I could, but then, then is it going to jump out at me? It probably... I know. I think you're safe 
not nah, I don't know if this is true, but if an animal plays dead, typically it's its defense. I would go with like, maybe you're more safe than maybe right. a raccoon or something. <laughs> well, I was saying I had to tell like it was a possum, right? Yeah, it was all gray. I'm like, okay, it's a possum because I just caught a glimpse of the side of its face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, their faces are like whitish. Yeah, I think it was. You've got me guessing now. They're ugly cute. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't ugly ugly, but like, oh, okay, well, just get out of my trash. I destroyed the trash. Yeah. I destroyed it. Oh. Gross. Yes. Anyways. Enough about that. <laughs> but but yeah, so this week we are got sorry guys, my brain is morphed. We had a busy week into mush. And then uh subbing today. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. Busy After weekend. this weekend, I told Jesse we really need to slow down. Like, yeah, we gotta get big last big push, and then we need to like, whew, yeah, just take a chill pill. Yep, that's um that's actually our goal because I have a. So, I do have a week in between this weekend and um the speaking engagement oh, yeah. I'm doing, but so I'm thankful for that. You but should promote that on after here. that. Hey guys, <laughs> on November fifth, <laughs> come to Mount Tabor Church. Yes, oh God. at um, it's in Salina, and it starts at they open their doors at eight, but it starts at eight thirty in the morning. In the morning, and it goes till about four. Um, it's like a all day women's conference. It should be fun. There's like little um, booths and stuff set up for you to shop during downtime. Ooh, and. Yeah, it should be a good time. What's the theme? Um, the theme is believe, but uh, I'm going to be talking about. They come up with the theme, but they changed it after we already set up what what I was going to be talking about, and it still went. So even though it kind of sounds like it might not, it does. I believe. Um, but I'm going to be talking about how we are all created on purpose with purpose and um my breakout session is actually discerning your call Mm. and um uh i'm going to be giving tips on like maybe uh indicators of the lord speaking to you and maybe you're missing it yeah (laughs) or um you know analyzing your gifts and talents to maybe pinpoint some spiritual gifting that you might have and just kind of going over stuff like that i think you need to make that breakout session the podcast that would be good I like it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, what's the cost? It's $45. I think that's where they put the price. But that includes yeah. food. I love and it. And breakfast. Yeah. And it's breakfast, lunch. I don't think there's a dinner. I think Four. we're out before be dinner. Hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Come see Kylie. It'll be good. I'll be there. Going, <laughs> Yay, Kylie. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. I'm excited. It, especially because it's local. And yeah. Yeah. It's a good opportunity. Yeah. That's what I thought. But, um, yeah, today we are going to be talking about raising unashamed kids. Um, the idea has been on my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually what we're not going to be talking about specifically the children's ministry that um, we're doing here at Trinity. But, um, basically, this idea has been laid on my heart, and it's just all I guess a consuming fire it's just like I can't stop talking about it thinking about it um because it's so important I think I feel like our generation in the church not that it I'm not going to say it did a bad job but we were we weren't necessarily taught how to 
defend our faith. We weren't taught a lot about apologetics, how mm-hmm. to um, speak to people. Yeah. And in, I'm, a, I'm a Sunday school teacher here as well under Kylie's leadership. We're really preparing these kids to, one, know Jesus, love him, but also why our faith is of sound mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. That why and how do we go out into the world and talk about it, defend it? How do we send these kids to high school and to college without their whole world being turned upside down? Because I feel like the millennials, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, I know I walked in and had it not been for the church I found in the Columbus area where the pastor was so, um, uh, what's the word, enthusiastic about ap- apologetics, I would have. I don't think I would have caved, but it had really helped me mm-hmm. like understand and walk into a classroom and be like, well, no, I can yeah. think kids are ta- aren't taught how to think critically anymore. Right. They're being spoon fed what yep. to know. Yeah. So I, um, I agree with that, especially like just even thinking about like the, some of the curriculum and stuff that we use here. Um, there's people out there, there's good resources. We use Superbook Academy as one of our curriculums and Right now, we're doing the lesson on Paul and the unknown God, and it, there's two parts. And I don't know if you watched it or if you just oh, seen yeah. the the short version of it. I saw the you. short version of it. That's not one the kids and I like sat down and watched. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. We've watched a lot of Superbook. Yeah, that one um, I highly recommend because it actually is teaching. It like in the story, the kid named Chris is confronted they're at a science camp and he's confronted like well how do you know there's a god if there's no evidence and Mm -hmm. then he's just kind of you know caught off guard and then at by the end of it he's like there is evidence everywhere yeah like just look around you and that's a short version of obviously uh two month long lesson. <laughs> the kids had we when Steve and I taught that day, they had great questions. We had great discussion that day. That's probably one of my favorite lessons we've done. Yeah. Because they were so about it. Um and they're smart. Yes. We don't give kids enough credit. That's I think a huge thing I think back when we were younger and even now, um well nowadays it's more like, oh you are you're you're smart, but only when it comes to these things. Yes. Because I don't want you to be talking about this. Yeah, I think that's where I'm very grateful. Um, and I I love public school, as I say this, especially our public school. But homeschool expanded my mind yeah. on... Oh, there's my kid, speaking of. Hey, hey we're guys, recording. will you not throw that ball around out there, please? Go Thank to the you. ball pit. <laughs> um, there's, there are so many different ways to learn and not one is not better than the other and there are different types of intelligences and i even the teachers i've been doing a lot of the iep subbing they mm-hmm. they recognize that too yeah so i'm not i don't really know why i even started that way i they see it and are coming to where kids are yes um, so yeah anywho. i think another thing that's really opened my eyes um too is the because you can tell, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way, but you can tell the kids who go to church even somewhat consistently and the kids who don't at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so just, like, raising, teaching our kids on how to share their faith and stand up for it mm-hmm. when they're obviously surrounded by people who don't know who God is. Yeah. 
Um, so our whole motto, so to speak, for raising a shame kids is actually teaching kids how to stand up in a world that's against them. Yeah. Like, so it's just like the tagline, everything's going to be directed back to this, like the whole, the main goal. Yeah. I mean, the culture is more and more, um, turning its back on God. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was preparing for the podcast. I was doing I was trying to just find some examples that parents, I think we're mostly all aware of, but maybe we're not like just how bombarded our kids mm-hmm. are more so than we were ever growing up. Even Kylie and mine's generation that, you know, we weren't, we weren't, we were removed, but not as far as some other adults. Yeah. Um, I looked up humanism. And if you listen to a lot of like apologetics podcasts, you'll hear over and over that the prevailing uh, culture today is one of humanism so i i looked up the let me get to it the american humanist association and i kid you not their motto is good without a god good without a god this is i mean this that explains it to you right there these kids are being fed convincing lies one after the other by satan and Mm -hmm. things that they would like to it i mean it's it's very rational how they explain this i mean i'll humanism is a rational philosophy informed by science inspired by art and motivated by compassion they're very good at like making it sound good yeah Mm -hmm. and and um intelligent and i'm sure there are beautiful things like of course we all love art of course we all love science but if we're taking God out of the equation in the name of humanism. And um, that is the prevailing culture in the United States today. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids turn on TikTok and they're bombarded with new age humanistic ideas. If you guys have, um, ASMR is a big thing now. Have you, if you've seen this on YouTube, TikTok, there, so much of that is aligning the chakras, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, I don't want to get it wrong, but that has to do with yoga and uh, Hindu gods, um, it just kind of takes, it's the lie that uh, Satan originally fed to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You don't need God. You can be God yourself. And he's still trying to convince us of that. Yeah. He's just trying to take God out of the equation. Because mm-hmm. if you can do that, then he's got you. Well, mm-hmm. but forget that. Yeah. That's a... Um... He's so he's Satan's using the culture to strip us of try to strip us of our identity, and mm-hmm. you can see this now with the whole gender um, dysphoria, this whole gender issue. Like I'm a girl, no, you're not. You're bo- I, but I was born born a boy in the wrong body. Da da da, all that stuff. But that immediately is Satan because who created you? Mm-hmm. Who knitted you in your mother's womb, as it talks about in Jeremiah 1? Yeah. it God. But to go back to my point, well, I can be good without God. Yeah. That doesn't even matter. Yeah. I, I just feel like he was smart making that the first thing he attacked Eve yeah. with. Yeah. Did God really say? Yeah. Did I, you can be like him. He's mm-hmm. holding this from you. Yeah. If you do that... Yeah. And then the other foundational things, our identity, this, if you strip those away, what are you left with? Mm-hmm. And you're just left with confusion. Yeah. There has to be an absolute right and an absolute wrong. Yeah. And we have to teach our kids that the, that God's word is the source 
of mm-hmm. truth of that absolute right and the absolute wrong. So how yeah. do we do that now, now that we've depressed everyone? Yeah. <laughs> how do we do that? And when Kylie asked me to do this, I was kind of like, man, I'm unqualified. My kids are young still. Um, That's when it starts. Exactly. Even the youngest of kids are being attacked now. I bet if you walked into certain daycares, they're playing things that are just full of things that you as as a Christian parent would be like, oh my gosh. But I feel like Satan was kind of trying to discourage me in that moment where I was like, you know what? No, I'm not coming on here as an expert in anything. I'm coming mm-hmm. on here as a fellow uh, Christian sister, um, mother, wife, and saying, you know what? Let's encourage one another to be intentional mm-hmm. and doing this. Um, and here are some things that we are doing in our families and the rest is absolutely in God's hands. And yeah. I trust him with the future of my kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. So my main one is going back to that identity, rooting them in our, their identity, having making sure they understand that their identity comes from Christ. Like he is the one who created us. Mm-hmm. We are all his image bearers. We can praise him because of that. He loves us that much that he created us in his own image. And nothing else was created in his own image. Only human. Only mankind. Mm -hmm. We never have to wonder our worth or who we are because of that. And we can look at Jeremiah 1 and Psalms uh, 139.14 where, you know, he knitted us in our our mother's wombs. He also made us fearfully and wonderfully. Yes. And it states that we can fully know well and good of that Mm -hmm. because he is a good God because all things that come from him, he said, are very good. So, um, but today's world and culture just, just wants, Satan is using culture to strip that from us. And there is a crisis. I don't think there's any other way of saying that there, you know, any other way of saying what's going on. It is literally a crisis. Like I'm, you know, you're in the school too, but you seeing kids who are in first, second, third grade saying that they're a lesbian or saying that they're a boy or, you know, just these different things. Thankfully, you know, we haven't ran too much into it, but it's there. Yeah. And as they grow older, the older they are, the more and more it is common, like in the high school, middle school, high school era. Yeah, praise God. I haven't heard it in the elementary. Yeah. I've heard it in the high school. I heard it in the elementary last year. Did you? Yeah, That's actually so twice, sad. but I don't know if it was the same person. I heard a story and then I witnessed one thing, so it could have been the same person. Mm-hmm. I'm not for sure. Um, TikTok, I'm yeah. telling you, TikTok, do YouTube, not let TikTok. your kids on TikTok. That is what is pushing this LGBTQ Mm -hmm. agenda so much. And their brains are not developed. Mm -mm. They're just trying to fit in. Please, just don't let them be on TikTok. I'm not trying to come across as preachy, but just don't. Yeah. Because if they are confused on their just even their sexual identity, whether they're a boy or a girl, if they're confused in that, then they are already distracted. Mm-hmm. So if they are just so fo- – because a lot of – you've seen – if you really pay attention to this or you read up on it or, you, you know, a lot of people who are in this mindset are so distracted, they honestly almost can't think of anything else. Yeah. And that's that's like a chokehold Satan has them in, and he he's happy about it. He's like, okay, you're distracted. Don't have to worry about you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he can just hold them there. And it's just heartbreaking because a lot of times, and if you read up on the statistics, a lot of you know people who struggle with these things have the highest rate of depression, have the highest divorce rates, have the highest suicide. just suicide, yes. And it's just, you know, come, I don't, how do I say this? Basically, I love you no matter what, okay? So I'm not trying to, um, you know, put, put you down in any sort of way. But I, what I, because I love you, I believe that these truths need to be spoken. Yeah. So if there's anybody listening to this who is struggling with these things themselves, you know, talk to us, talk to somebody, talk to your pastor, you know, anybody who true pre- preaches truth to you, to you. Because if you're feeling any sort of, you know, depression or having suicidal thoughts, like you need, you need to get help and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you in that this isn't a podcast where we ever want to make anyone feel condemned. Yeah. We want to show you the love of Christ. Yeah, because Je- Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. It no. says that in John um, 3.17. Yeah, and that's that's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, so a great source for, I think, teaching not only the science side you kind of hit on, but mm-hmm. also the identity, which you did the our VBS this summer based on answers in genesis oh so good oh my goodness i think every christian book uh shelf in america should have answers in genesis books on it and there's a ton oh and they're so good my mm-hmm. kids love them mm-hmm. adam will grab the um adult answers mm-hmm. books and read them yeah and i'm just so grateful for the work ken ham has done mm-hmm. i mean he saw the problem and was like no we're going to meet this head on yeah because god is the creed he is the creator and there actually is scientific fact mm-hmm. to teach our children that they don't have to like walk in there and be ashamed that they don't believe in this th- right. these theories. Right. They can hold their head high and say, "No, I have a very valid theory myself." Mm-hmm. And it's that it's the one true God is yeah. creator. And all these things, the beautiful thing is once that's established, there's so much teaching that just stems off from yeah. it. There's a book called God's Crime Scene. This is an adult book. You could morph it to be a children's version if you wanted to, I guess. Um but I think it's by J.D. Wallace, and he was an investigator, like a crime scene investigator. And basically he, um, I think at the time he was doing this, he was kind of like a um, fence-walking Christian, I th- is how I understand it, if I'm remembering correctly. And basically he looked at the creationism as a crime scene, and he proved it yes. by looking at, it through like a crime his using his investigator detective skills yeah that sounds a lot like what lee strobel did too Mm -hmm. the case for christ the case for creator yep yeah and those are the conclusions they come to i think it's great so there's so many i guess that's like if we were going to bullet point that's one thing we do find those resources and diligently teach your kids the truth Mm -hmm. of the authority of God's word, and don't be afraid to dig into those topics that maybe you don't have all the answers on. Mm-hmm. We'll find them together. I think kids just want to come alongside you and learn with you. That's another thing that I feel like homeschool kind of opened my eyes to. It's like we're we're continually learning. Mm-hmm. Education's never done. Yes. Be willing to just come alongside your kids. And say we're going to learn about that together. Mm-hmm. We're going to know this 
together. Don't let the schools just teach your kids. Get involved. Don't, yeah. I mean, let them do their thing. But, you know, you are an active participant in your child's education. Yes. The most, it should, you should mm-hmm. be the most active participant in your child's education, whether mm-hmm. they're public schooled, homeschooled, private schooled. They're your kid. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, do you uh, want to read one of your points? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, when kids see us practicing what we preach, mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference for them. It does. If I'm shoving, well, I don't want to say it like that even, I feel like it's disrespectful to Jesus. If I take them to church on Sunday and just expect that to be their daily dose of Jesus for the week and go home and not live any of it out, mm-hmm. why would they ever want to follow that? Right. They'll look at their parents and go, well, that didn't make any difference mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. Well, we have, if we want our kids to follow Christ, we they have to see us actively ourselves mm-hmm. following Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what I another thing when I say pull them in with the education aspect, pull them in just the everyday like hey, they saw they might not see me doing my devotions, but they might they'll see my bible out. They know I'm praying mm-hmm. or and they know every night that we're going to close our night with prayer and devotions or what, what's another thing? At, around the holidays, we will we always as a family choose something to do, whether it's a Samaritan's purse box, a special blessing for someone we know, or you know we pick something that we do in the name of Jesus to mm-hmm. bless someone in the holiday season. I get that not everyone can do that. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out examples of they need to see this being lived mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you might think it's little, but they'll remember it and they'll, you know, they'll make it their own. That's like you're training them to one day for them to make it their own faith, not just your faith. Just like you, uh, you're you're in charge of helping steward your home, but at the same time, you can't do that unless you're working on your personal faith too. Right. And so I think people forget that. I think that sometimes they think because they grew up in church, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not because when you read, um, actually it's books by Ken Ham too. And, um, I think it was, I think it's called already gone. Oh yeah. But it's basically all these, how the, basically the hardest people to reach are people who grew up in church yes. and don't believe any longer because they have seen so many adults in their life, not live it out. They checked the box, yeah. but they didn't live it out. So they see what, seen what their parents did at home. They seen them arguing. They seen that, you know, doing things that, you know, Jesus wouldn't have done. And they're like, okay, well, if you believe in Jesus, why wouldn't, why would I want that? Cause I don't want to be like you. Right. And it's because they're getting the false image of it. Right. And it's just so heartbreaking. We have to live our lives fully surrendered mm-hmm. to Christ. I think kids are really good at spotting a fake. Oh yeah. They just intuitively mm-hmm. can. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to be mean, but I, I think they just, they can pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's, there's, there's people in my family, unfortunately, um, extended who claim to be Christians and other members of extended families. They want nothing to do with Jesus because Mm -hmm. of their actions. Yeah. And that means I heard, I had a youth pastor tell me back in the day, be very careful. 
how you carry the name of Jesus because mm. you are not only reflecting me when you say that, you're reflecting him. Yeah. And we don't want to represent him badly. Right. Damn word. No, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, another point I have, pray. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I don't think there's anything I pray more for than my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I, ranging everything from protection daily over Mm -hmm. them to the other biggest, I think the biggest one is Lord, they just need to know you. Mm -hmm. I just want them to know you. That is my biggest thing in their life is that they, they, that you woo them, that you love them. Holy spirit, draw them to you. And, um, may they, may they make their faith their own. Mm -hmm. May you so reveal yourself to them that there's no doubt in their mind mm-hmm. that you are God alone. Yeah. And I pray that over them again and again and again. If there's something that God could get annoyed with me, it's that. <laughs> Lord, my kids, mm-hmm. they have to know you. But the good thing is he, he doesn't get annoyed I with know. us. I think I said that before on here maybe. Um, but no, he doesn't get annoyed. We're supposed to... Um, come with him. Yeah. Come with him. Come to him with everything. Yeah, we're supposed to ask. And we when we pray in alignment... With what he would want. Mm-hmm. He wants everyone to know him. I just think that, you know, we pray that in Jesus' name. There's power there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the prayers of a righteous person are worth much. That's a psalm I recently read. It might be like 32. and I might have botched a word there. But the prayers of a righteous man are powerful. That's mm-hmm. right there in scripture. Yeah. We've all been made righteous in Christ. That's not me just tooting my own horn. I'm righteous. You're righteous. Mm-hmm. Pray for your kids. That's somewhere else too, but I can't pull where it is. It's somewhere in the New Testament as yeah. well. I can't. I won't try to find it right now, but I know I just read it. Um, along with that, my second point um, was just teaching them to be able to recall Scripture and teaching them about apologetics. Um, and how, and that basically meaning teaching them how to be bold mm-hmm. in truth. And here's how I kind of think about it. If they, if we want them to be bold and we're trying to train, train them to stand up for the gospel, well, you can't be confident in anything you don't really know, or you don't have sewed into your heart. So that's where the, you know, teaching them scripture and it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a hundred verses. I know there's there's actually a woman who wrote um, a couple of children's books because her goal was for her kids to memorize like a hundred and some verses before they entered into preschool, and they did because of these books. That's and amazing. I actually bought these books, and um, it was just really cool because also the, it's true like young kids can absorb lots of things that we can't, mm-hmm. um, and it's a blessing. And so they're like little sponges. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that is also, you know, sometimes we overlook things like, okay, yeah, stand firm in your faith. Well, what, what, how, what does that mean? What is scripture? What scripture should I go to during these times? And, um, you know, something we're doing in the children's ministry and something that we really talked to the boys about was the Romans Road. Mm-hmm. And that is a great, those are four or five or six scriptures four, five, six scriptures, um, that you can 
um, take with through the gospel, someone through the gospel and they're all in Romans and it gives the whole gospel story basically in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And so they can be bold in knowing those verses when they need to recall it for themselves, but they can also be bold in using those verses to share Christ with their friends or whoever. Yeah. That's great. Um, the last one I have is teaching them love and grace. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus spoke truth, but he always balanced it with love and grace. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a moment with my son is very strong headed for anyone who knows him. And he sees the world very black and white, which isn't a bad thing, honestly, but sometimes it lacks grace. Yeah. And I'm, this morning he kind of called out um, someone in front of me for a lesson we had just done last night on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, why, um, what, what are the things in Halloween that we as Christians can redeem? Mm-hmm. What can we not redeem? And stay, what do we need to stay away from as Christians, as, you know, as it is a pagan holiday? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that, and he really just called someone out, like, you're going to be a witch. Oh. <laughs> Yo, don't. And so I, on one hand, I was, like, very glad that he had spoken up but I went hey but like there's a way <laughs> there's a way we do this <laughs> and that's you know like to your point with Superbook Paul knew the crowd mm-hmm. he was talking to mm-hmm. um he was in was it Athens yes Athens yep. and you know I had all these gods around and but there was that one statue he found out to the unknown god and he knew how to reach them mm-hmm. because he, he used that. He used the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we need to teach our kids to have compassion first off. Mm-hmm. We need we need to see our the everyone around us the way Christ sees them first off. Because I think Christians sometimes we can be so caught up in you gotta know this, you gotta know that yeah. that we get trapped in legalism. Mm-hmm. And we I don't want my kids yeah. to unlove someone out of the kingdom. Yeah. I can look back on times in my life where I was on fire for the Lord, but I lacked love. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sad about it. Like I can think of specific things. Like I just was young in my faith still. Yeah. But we have to teach them that balance mm-hmm. yes be bold but at the end of the day yeah love above all else mm-hmm. love above all else in teaching them to see christ and even worldly things from what i mean what i mean by that is even um looking at you know I, this is something I like to do. Like, look, I can watch a secular movie of any sort and usually I can find you know hey that kind of reflects something that Jesus would do. Yes. And, um, but using that, so teaching, I used to do this with the boys a lot, but I would teach them through those things that they loved and that what or liked, enjoyed watching or enjoyed reading or doing. And that's what Paul did. He used, as you said, he used the culture. He used things that they knew and to bring it together for them. And actually, I just my professor not too long ago told me this. And the more I think about it, it the, the truer it is. Kids can just are a lot more black and white. And you would think adults more, are more black and white. But adults actually need more of the picture visuals than the kids do. I think that I, yeah. there's a lot of truth in that. I know every kid's different. Every adult's different. But 
I, when I, when he told me that, I was just like, this is really true. So even teaching now, they might be in a black and white thinking mode and some adults, you know, they just continue, that's just who they are and that's how they continue and it's hard for them, but they can, you know, get there eventually. But, um, I lost my train of thought, but kids knowing that now on how to maybe use a story, um, from, you know, maybe the Lord, you know, well, the Lord of the Rings, um, to help redeem someone's life. You know, God can use all things. And because this person knows the plot of Lord of the Rings, you could actually teach somebody the story of Jesus through a certain thing or the love of Jesus. You know, it's really, it's really a fun thing to do once you start looking for it. It's like the book your dad just got me, Finding the Gospel in Stranger Things. Yes, Oh or there's goodness. a Hollywood Heroes. Yes. One, two. Oh, I want to find him. I, I want to give this man credit. Is it Tur- mm. I want to say Frank Turek. I don't know no. if that's a name, though. Finding the Gospel in Stranger Things. Um, this guy does a great job breaking it down, but there's not much out there that's bigger than Stranger Things right now. And we can look at these things and yes, should little kids be watching stranger things? I strongly feel no, but that's, it's, it is very relevant in the culture right now. And the Mm -hmm. way he breaks down and brings spiritual truth, uh, to a show that maybe even gets a bad rep. Mm -hmm. It's quite amazing. And for our family personally, I kind of draw, I don't let the kids watch stranger things this being said, but where we have landed on magic and such, what what we let our kids watch is there has to be a good distinction between good and evil Mm -hmm. where the lines get blurred. That's not good. And that podcast I sent you reaffirmed that for me. Yeah. Um, it's that's, I knew it. His name was Michael. It's called The World Turned Upside Down, Finding the Gospel in Stranger Things. Author Michael S. Heiser, he also has oh, a yeah, podcast. Heiser. How did I forget? He has a podcast, and he is really mm-hmm. good at um, making, uh, not a life because it is happening around us, but just explaining the spiritual world around mm-hmm. us and how relevant it is and biblical teaching on that. And, yeah, so check that out. There are things that, knowing the culture, we can engage the culture. yes. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a huge one in today's world. It's always been, obviously. Paul used it all the time, but um, I think it's a really big one today. So yeah, that's got, that's what I've got. That's what I got too. End of the day, I'm trusting God with mm-hmm. my kids. It's knowing ultimately they're in His hands, mm-hmm. and I can, I need to just follow Him and trust Him with the rest. And you, I have, I feel led to say this too. Um, we got to give our kids grace. I think, and I'm guilty of this, so this is why I'm saying it. You tend to talk about things that you're guilty of. I'm really hard on my kids when they mess up sometimes. And I need to remember that I messed up plenty mm-hmm. as a kid. And we have to let them live um, and not, again, not getting caught up in the legalism and ever making our children feel. And that's how they learn. Yes. It's feel hard. Guilty. <laughs> Although we want them to feel guilty in a healthy degree, but not condemning is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Not condemned. I tell my kids, Jesus always wants them wants them, him, them to run back to him. Mm-hmm. Always. There is nothing that we can do to separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Doesn't matter how far we go. He just wants you to turn around. That's right. But yeah. So that's all we got for this uh, Raising Unashamed Kids. So we hope you got a few good nuggets out of it. And... We'll be back soon. So much love and until next time. God bless. See ya. See ya. 
Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Midwest Girls. We could not do it without you and all your support. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a five-star review, comment your thoughts, and share this with all who you love in order to raise awareness for what we are doing here on Midwest Girls and at Project 6-8. Also, I just wanted to let you in on just a little secret. We have a little discount code for our listeners at our merch store, which you can find on our website or in the notes section below. It is Midwest Girls 10, all caps. Again, Midwest Girls 10, all caps. And you can find our merch store link at www.project68ministry.com or you can find it all in the show notes below. We give God all all the glory for this platform. And we hope this podcast is making an impact for the kingdom. So until next time, much love and God bless y'all. In remote Uganda, 911 doesn't exist. When someone needs emergency medical attention in the U.S., help is just one phone call away. But in remote regions in Uganda, there's no such thing as 911. When children in these villages become critically ill because of malnourishment or infections like malaria, HIV, and tuberculosis, their parents feel desperate, paralyzed by their lack of medical resources. This is where Love One steps in to help. At Love One, we want parents to know that treatment is available no matter how sick their child and how hopeless the situation may seem. I have had the honor to serve on the Love One International team of ambassadors for my second year in a row. Part of my duties are fundraising and raising awareness for this beautiful and God-glorifying organization. If you want to change a child's life, click on the link in our bio and donate to Love One International. Or you could go to the Love One merch store and use the coupon code KYLIE in all caps to not only be able to donate to this organization, but also to receive a 10% discount towards your order. That is KYLIE, all caps, at the Love One International merch store.